Welcome to Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff from Smarter People. I'm Marcus Monroe. And I'm Eric Newman. So excited for this episode because we have one of my good buddies, Jeff Steele, on the show. Now, Jeff does wear many hats, but today we're talking about his documentary filmmaking abilities. He, he goes in there hard. He does go in there hard, very hard. Um, and I got to watch the video and I was really blown away by it. And I, I know just it must have taken so much like time and effort. And, and, and so I always, uh, I always respect that sort of dedication. And it was awesome. Jeff, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. So you made this documentary series about finding New York City's worst landlords. And then you wanted to present them with trophies saying, hey, you're the worst landlord. You're on this list that says you're the worst landlord. What are you going to do to get off this list? If anything, take us through, first of all, finding this subject to do a documentary on, deciding this is what you're going to spend like your time and money on. And then the, the whole process, because you and I have been friends for a while, but I know you've been working on this documentary for literally years. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. So, so, well, basically the way it started is the two guys I made it with, uh, Nick and Chris Libby, um, I had worked with them on a few other videos and then they came to me with the, um, landlord's watch list that comes out every year by the city advocates office office. And they were like, do you want to make a documentary on this? And then I was like, yes, I definitely want to make a documentary on this. That was like three years ago. Basically, um, but so we have been working on it like this entire time, but we started filming about three years ago and yeah, at first we were just like, oh, we'll just make like a eight to 10 minute video, but it just sort of kept on growing from there. Like we learned, it was sort of a, you learned a lot as you were going about all the different like loopholes in the laws and stuff that the landlords were exploiting to uh, evict tenants and then raise rents. So we were like learning a lot as we went and then also following different stories based on, you know, people we were interviewing and then also just trying to get an interview with one of the landlords on the goddamn list and they wouldn't do that. So we were coming up with different ways to figure out how to do that. And then, yeah, finally, we're like, let's go undercover to uh, a landlord's convention. Part was really good. Part yeah, really I, this is my favorite good. part. Yeah. And my favorite part is I live in a rent-stabilized apartment. Nice. And so I love that turn real quick. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we got to get these. Yeah, we're trying. To, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying right. to get them all out. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just like I basically said that. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get these, you know, uh, evict people in the rent-stabilized units. And then so all the vendors there and then fellow landlords, instead of being like, well, hold on a second. Maybe that's not a good thing to do. As a human being, they're just like, they're like, oh, great. Yeah. Like, we can help you with that. Here's how we get them out. Yeah. 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 It was just like without skipping a beat, just being like, so, yeah, I actually I went past the place where that was riding up here uh, on a city bike. Uh, It's It was on like 8th Avenue or whatever. Ooh, so it gave you some fuel for the podcast, yeah. right? Hell yeah. Yes, Hell yeah. yes, exactly. And, and I'm not surprised. I'm troubled, but I'm not surprised at all to see the worst landlord uh, be a Jew. I'm Jewish, by the I way. Know, I just want to say that. But uh, yeah. Yes. Me, too. <laughs> me too. I'm a Jew too. And this did weigh, did on, weigh me on me heavily <laughs> the whole time. And like, there were times where I'm like, yes, not a Jew. Not a Jew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I've been tracking the freaking the YouTube, YouTube comments. comments. And anytime, and anytime anyone, anyone is like, hmm, what is, what is it common with all, with all these last names? 
I just delete the, delete the fuck. You know what I'm saying? I you know, know saying? it's so hard to because you're so yeah. you want to be self-deprecating as a Jew, but then yes. you're like, okay, this could become highly anti-Semitic yes. at any and, second. And I talked to another Jew. I talked to him a lot. I, I wanted to figure out like how to maybe sort of address that at some point, but. Yeah, it was it, it it was it's a whole thing. So what what inspired you? Like, did you have a, a shitty landlord experience, or like because like I, I imagine when you're making a documentary such as this, you want it to be something that's passionate, close yes. to you. So yes, yes, and yes, I did. Like, not in the same way that a lot of people that I covered did. Basically, before I lived the the last place I lived in before. Cloud City. Remember, I lived in Cloud City. Before that, I lived in a place called Dead Herring. And that was like a loft in Williamsburg. And we would have shows, bands and stuff play. And they would kind of – and then eventually they raised our rent a 1000 bucks. You know what I'm saying? And then so we just – it was legal. And so we left. And then they like converted it into these like, you know, much nicer sort of – apartments or whatever um so that was just like a shitty thing but i think everyone who lives in new york or any city just like has you know a crappy landlord or is just pissed off that they pay so much money just to have a place to live yeah. or whatever that was you know my sort of thing but it's also it's just kind of like you know it's like also living in new york so many things you you love get priced out whether it's friends, you know, venues, whatever. And it's like, you know, the reason we move to cities is to, if you're creative, is to be around, surrounded by the things, you know, that, you know, the communities, artistic communities that inspire you that you want to be a part of. But then you see them one by one get priced out for fucking bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, it's just, it just angers you so much that a city is the people that live in it. So, it's not going to be an interesting city if everyone is just, you know, wealthy enough to afford to live in an overpriced apartment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So even if you have a good situation rent-wise, like you want it to be a place where everyone can – I mean, first off, you want it to – to be affordable for the people who are born and raised here. You know, like one thing we saw and you hear about is people born and raised in this city get priced out by wealthy people coming from all over the world. And that's just not right. I think like if a city owes something to the humans it creates, you know what I'm saying? If you're born and raised here and your, your family goes back and all your family is here, you know, like they live in your neighborhood, you should be able to stay in the place where your entire family is. On the other hand, you know, like I'm a gentrifier. I'm not from here. I'm from California originally. By the way, I love that whole thing. How you're like, we should be nice to the people who are raised here. Like I'm from California. Right. Uh <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, like where I grew up is gentrifying. Uh, I, I grew up in 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 Santa Monica, L.A. I love Santa Monica, by the way. I just Thank want to point that out. Love one, one of Eric's favorite places. Love Jews. Jews. We we love nice places. But my my friends. I have a friend who. Grow, who lives on the end of my block in an apartment building. He grew up in that apartment building. His parents left it to him and they offer him so much money to leave. And he's just like, there's no way I'm going to leave because you'll never find anything that affordable. My other friend <coughs> um, was saying it's impossible to find anything in that neighborhood anymore. And it's happening in cities all over the goddamn place. The other point I want to make real quick, this has nothing to do with my video or the, but it's like, so 
you know, people rightfully get angry at like people coming in. It's always like, you're from Kansas. Not everyone who moves to New York is from Kansas. You know what I'm saying? It's always like, but anyway, so it's like, um, thank God. Thank God. No, but it's like um, gentrifiers who do raise the rents. But on the other hand, you need a city in it where people who don't fit in where they came from and for you know the lgbt community like they it's a matter of life and death you can you can't come out in certain places so you need a place where you can go out come out or you know ex- explore and, and become the thing you want to be that you can't necessarily do wherever you came from so there has to be room for for that in the city too to to, to you know have a f- affordability for everyone well that's why marcus moved here exactly you can't juggle in wisconsin <laughs> as a gay juggler i mean a gay jug- regular jugglers yes wisconsin gay jugglers not so much i don't like confrontation mm-hmm. it bothers me to no end right. and you seem to not give a shit at all about yes. going into an apartment complex you don't live in knocking on doors asking people to show you inside their apartment show you around on film interview them where do you get your balls of steel yeah it comes down to being jewish uh no yeah i'll show i'm gonna plop them out for the people who can't see this my balls are on the table right now they're They're huge right they're huge (laughs) marcus the producer just smashed them no um so, well, in all honesty, um, the 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 Libby brothers uh, were very much like I was a little at first. I was just kind of like, let's try and get the interview with the landlords, and they were like, no, let's let's go to let's go to the apartments and start interviewing people. And I was a little uncomfortable and nervous at first, but then once we started doing it, we found people who were like, yeah, let's go on camera right now because I'm pissed off at my right. exactly. That was the idea. Is like this was to you know sort of shine a light on their stories and the things they're having to deal with. So um, we got over that very quick i got over that very quickly but then then, you on the other side you're going to these landlord offices or what are supposed to be their offices and you're confronting these people who are not happy to see you yeah a lot so i went to the the one landlord's people and they freaked out so i like sort of you know i edit this thing and i'm directing it and then so i'm like the whole time thinking of all these things in my head i'm like are we getting the shot are we getting what we need? So a part of a lot big part of my brain is occupied with that that I'm not really um I'm not as much like concerned about like the uncomfortability of it. I'm just kind of like I'm just kind of like making sure we, we <laughs> I'm getting anxious and sweaty just thinking about what he has to do to get the shot. But I think but you know what I love that because I think I don't think you can efficiently uh, make this documentary without having that attitude, without having that thick skin to be like, people are going to hate me. Right. It's going to be uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think I just think you have to you have it, to have that it approach. Does make, it does make for good TV. And it, it, right. th- that is what people want to see is sure. those confrontations. I just would like. And the thing is, like, I, I made a video once where I went to different places in New York City and tried to and, and I tried to see if I could juggle in these places. It was called You Can't Juggle Here. And I got kicked out of the New York Public Library for juggling very silently. But they like had security like physically remove me. It, it must have so taken a lot scary. of security guards. <laughs> I did. I put up a fight. I was like shaking for like a week after that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm banned from the New York Public Library. I was like, I haven't even got. That's the only time I've ever been in there. But do you have, after putting these out, after naming names, yes. after you being like, 
hi, my name's Jeff Seal. These yeah. are the people who suck. Yeah. Have have you gotten letters, harassment, phone calls, people being like, take this video down? Well, in the video, we, we show that we got a cease and desist letter sure. from some of the landlords. So we had to, um, I don't, I honestly, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say, but we had to like figure out our legal situation yeah. and I um, like was advised to not get into the specifics of it. We got the first goddamn amendment, which is beautiful. It, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, we didn't lie. We didn't lie. We're telling the truth. Anyone can sue anyone. Again, I don't even know if I should be allowed to yeah. be saying that. Yeah, I mean, listen, you don't have yeah. to, you don't, you don't have to get yeah. into it if you don't want to. We're squeaky motherfucking clean. We, we, we had the first goddamn amendment. We didn't lie. And so we're, we're protected. We, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, was, I wanted to ask you, um, well, first of all, uh, how did you get a lot of the people that, you know, you felt were victims of like shitty landlords? Literally just knocking on doors. In the first video, we started talking about like, that's a similar thing to what Boris Santos we talked to. He worked for Antonio Reynoso when he was uh, city council of that district. And, and he was saying like they would go to buildings that they knew were owned owned by uh, problematic landlords and start knocking me, like asking people what their situation was, if they needed any help. A lot of people are scared. They don't know their rights. Sometimes maybe they're undocumented, so they're even more hesitant. And of course, you're going to be afraid of the person who's responsible for exactly. where you live. You're exactly. like, oh, my possessions are here. My family's here. Right. Like, you're like, oh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, exactly. you're not going to want to step up to them. Well, that's that's one thing. I mean, like, in the, in, the, in the second video, I talked to that woman, Marta, who started a tenants association. And she's like, I'm not scared. You know, I pay my rent. She's awesome. I'm like, Fuck yeah, that's how it should be, is we pay our landlords so much freaking money every month. Their job, and I sometimes it happens to me too. I'm like, oh, am I going to complain about this? And it's like, that's their job. That's why we pay them so much money so they come and fix crap. When housing is, is so, affordable housing is so slim, you don't want to mess that up. And so you get scared of, that's why there's the good cause eviction bill, which they're going to, um, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you, like, yes. like, did you feel at any point, right? Because there are definitely cases where the landlord's right, where the tenant's wrong, sure. right? Did you feel at any point that you were like, you know, finding out, like maybe some of your stories or some of the people you interviewed, you were like, ah, this isn't really checking out. Like they told you some crazy story that you were like, right. oh, I can't include that in documentary. Because clearly the point of the documentary is to highlight really bad landlords, right? So was there any, did you did you come through, did you experience any of that? There were buildings that we would go to and there were landlords on the list and we went to a bunch of their buildings and we would knock on their doors and people would be like, no, we're fine. We don't really have any problems with them or whatever. Um, so there was a lot of, we have a lot of footage of me just knocking on doors and people being like, no, our landlord's fine. And they were on the list or whatever. So we obviously didn't really include that. Um, although one thing, we we realized while doing that, I don't remember at the point or maybe a little bit after, is they were probably newer residents. So they, the older residents, the one who were forced out, if you had talked to them before they had been forced out, then they would have been upset. But because they had just moved in, they weren't 
receiving any sort of harassment to get out. You have no idea how long the tenants have lived there, you know, what what correspondence or interaction they've had with the landlord, you know, how often they're home even. You know what I'm saying? It's like, sure, sure. it's so hard. Everybody's a case by case. Right. But I wanted to ask the list that was compiled for like the 100 worst landlords in New York or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I guess what what uh, merit does that have? What validity? How many people vote on it? Basically, the way it's figured out is it, it's pretty sort of objective in that they take all of the uh, violations by HPD, which is Housing Development and Preservation. I might be messing that up a little bit. And the Department of Buildings. And so they're like Class A, B, and C violations. So they take the B and the C, which are the stronger violations for HPD. And then for DOB, I think it's a similar thing for DOB, but it's just they add it up. And so the landlord with the most number of HPD and DOB violations, that's how they end up on the list. So it's pretty objective in that sense. So some of the landlords, their argument would be like, oh, well, we just bought this building and it already had these violations and we're trying to get them off and it's hard to get them off. And so they would make the argument that that's why they were on the list. But then they were, if they were able to get rid of those violations, they wouldn't be on the list again the next year. So so either way, even if there were violations that preexisted before they got there, it's still their responsibility to get rid of them. Yeah. And if they didn't if they didn't make enough a big enough push to do that, that's right. still on them. And to be objective again, and I did include this in the interview with one of the landlords, it is hard it can be annoying to deal with the bureaucracy of HPD of getting those violations off, uh, like setting up a time for them to come in and just literally look at the thing and be like, check it off, like, yes, that was fixed. So that can be a problem. So can HPV. I want to put that out there also. HPV is impossible to get rid of. Yeah, it's so hard. so hard. Yes. This whole documentary, if you haven't seen it, it, it's free on YouTube. There's three parts to it. Please check it out if you have not seen it. Have any tenants reached out out to you after this and been like, hey, thank you. This has been fixed now. My landlord's better. I've been keeping in touch mainly with one tenant and there's some stuff that has been, it's it's complicated. It's some things have gotten better. Other things, it still is definitely a battle. Uh, I've gotten emails from people who were like, hey, Please put my landlord in this video. Exactly. Also, I wanted to ask, what kind of reach has it had so far? Like, what and 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 how do you feel about that? And what's the overall response? And it's, I'm getting really good feedback. People really like it. It's doing okay. It's got like twenty five thousand views. I, to be perfectly honest, I was we're hoping and still pushing for more. It hasn't like really taken off. In a like, it hasn't gone super viral. I mean, twenty five is a good start. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're hoping we want it to get more views, but yeah. We, you and I were texting about this earlier, but I think videos and content now you're like planting seeds, and like they're gonna you're planting a seed. It's gonna grow eventually. Just plant it, put it there, water it. You know, give it some love. Yes. It'll 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 do what it's supposed to do. Are are you using this as sort of a farce to become a really shitty landlord? And so you have the video out that proves yeah. that you're not that you're you know on the right side of the people. It's, and it's, then yeah, it's called the Long Con. And is that your new, your, next your next project? That's my next project called the Long Con. Uh, yeah, the Long Con with Jeff Seal. Well, what are you working on next? Like uh, yeah, what's your follow up? Well, there is actually I have a fourth video in this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that um. Uh, so I'm going to finish that. And then I have, um, uh, some train hopping videos. These are the best. Okay. So Casey Neistat tweeted out, who's a, a, a vlogger, YouTuber tweeted out this video of Jeff seal. And that's how I first came in. Like that became aware of you. And then we had met in person after that. But if you hopping the long Island railroad, was it, or or something, uh, 
Freight train to go to Montauk. Montauk. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. I gotta watch this. He just hops trains like no big deal. I got put in jail for a night for hopping a train when really? I was 23. Yep, I came and then I went to the comic strip and did a 5 p.m. show afterwards in my jail clothing. No shit. A freight train? No, just a um, uh, subway. Oh, 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 yes, no. yes. No, okay, this this is... The, 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 okay, hopping the turnstile is a little different than what... J- Jeff will run along a freight train, yeah. grab onto it, yeah. and then ride it... Go- I mean, I think it's basically the same. I did spend the night in jail for... 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 <laughs> for, for hopping a turnstile, though. I, I also spent the night in jail. I was l- l- quick story. I was uh, I used to work for years at DC Comics as a uh, temp in different places. Whatever. Anyway, so I sort of knew the human resource woman, and uh, I'm like was leaving the office, and I swipe. You know, how sometimes you swipe the card, and it's like it was just used. I was like, yeah, I just used it, but I didn't go through. Right. And, and then so I was like in a rush. I think maybe to go to a show, and I and I hopped over the thing, and there was a plain clothes cop, and they were like, I had a prior for like pissing in public or something that I did not pay. And um, so they had to handcuff, they had to arrest me. So they handcuffed me and, and, and the human resource lady from, she was walking by and she sort of did the opposite of a double take. She like saw me and instead of like going back, she like saw me and was like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't see that. It just kept walking. Cause like she didn't want to deal with like. I just love, I, I just love, I got in trouble for pissing in public or something. Yeah. I'll I'll tell well, it's a long story, but yes, yes. Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have another train hopping video in the works. That is amazing. Do you have any advice to those uh, who have a shitty landlord? What should they do? What should they be doing to maybe get out of their shitty situation? Can I say one real quick like total self promotion I was thinking about? Like so the other thing is also I'm developing a show. I mean, I have a show idea that I want to do, but I have like no no representation. I need like a manager and, and like all that crap. So I just was like, I would say, if there's a manager out there who wants to help me, because I did do a TV show once for True TV, right. but then they stopped doing unscripted, so they didn't buy it. Managers, agents, if you're, agents, listening, if you're listening, all right, here's he, he, Jeff Steele is gonna pitch right now. The log line is basically okay. You know, everyone is like. You know, screw capitalism. Like, millennials and younger are just like, we, we we can't own a house, we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't do that. And like, so it's just like, screw capitalism. But it's like, well, how did we get to this situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you shake your fist at capitalism, like, what exactly are you shaking? Th- There's a lot of things that have happened in the last, you know, 45 years of, you know, neoliberalism. But it's like, it's sort of complicated and, but has this, we don't know, but it has this huge effect on how we live. So it's like, I want to explore that and find specific stories and like go through the whole like financialization of the American economy, how we went from like making things to just like fucking Bitcoin, right. which is like how people want to make money now. Everyone you talk to, everyone you, you can talk to like a garbage man, which is a good job. Garbage man is a great job. They're like talking about trading stocks. You know what I'm saying? It's just like everyone now it's that everyone. it's for everyone, which I yeah. guess is good, yeah. but it's like, but it's also like, well, if we just made a decent amount of money and didn't have to pay this much money to live and blah, 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 how do we get to that? I want to make a TV show about that. What's the, what, is, what was the last question? Well, I was just going to say, if you have a shitty landlord, yes. what can you do? Okay. 
So if you have a shitty landlord, um, first off, like I said, don't be scared of your landlord. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we pay them money, so they have to fix things. That's their job. Don't be scared to do that. The other thing is you make friends with people in your building. If they're having the same problems you're having, you started a tenants association, you know, then you have like sort of collective power. And if everyone is like, yeah, we're not getting these fixes too, then you reach out a place like a housing, you know, org who can set you up with a pro bono lawyer. And through that pro bono lawyer, you stop paying them their, their fucking rent. And uh, until they make the fixes, you go, you can go on rent strike. That's, you know, if, if you get to that point, you can go on rent strike. You're still paying your rent. You put it into escrow, but the landlord doesn't get it until he makes the fixes that he has to make. That's one thing. Another thing you can do is you can call 311, make a, a, a complaint that that will go to HPD. And, um, you know, that's not good for the landlords to have those things. That puts pressure on them. There's a lot of different places. Google, like housing rights orgs and you can reach out to them they'll help you sometimes if it's really bad you can reach out to the city advocate you can reach out to your local assembly person city council member to put pressure on your landlord to do their job there's a million other things but those are the quick things that come to mind jeff Steele, you're on instagram at jeff O'Seal. find him on youtube just search it's youtube.com slash jeff seal Okay. No O. No O. No O. Got it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for doing the Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff from Smarter People Thanks, podcast. Nice, Learned a lot. Yeah. Thanks, All Jeff. Right. All right. Bye. Hey, Marcus, what did you learn about problematic landlords today? Not only did I learn about shitty landlords and how if you have a shitty landlord, you don't have to live with that, but I learned about confrontation and how if you're making a documentary, you just have to have some guts. And I don't have that. I'm I, bad at confrontation, so I want to learn how to be better at confronting people, saying, hey, I don't like what you're doing. That's not what you learned about landlords. That's what you learned about you. But what I learned about landlords is that I am never leaving my rent-stabilized apartment. You're never leaving? Not anymore. Not after I talked to Jeff Seal. Love it. Thanks, Eric. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best too, Marcus. And thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff from Smarter People. Tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's me, PJ, from the Face Beats Heels High podcast, a podcast where three women talk about the weekly happenings of the WWE. You know, wrestling? Come on, ref, count, count, count. So join me and my co-hosts, Christina the Baker Contreras and our Twitch queen, Wild Spice, as we talk all things WWE every Tuesday. We're actors, we drink, we're funny, we're wrestling fans, and we're available on the Paper House Network.